Welcome to Leading the Way, a ministry of Brooklyn Baptist Church in Chesney, South Carolina. Join us each week for practical preaching and foundational truth of God's Word. Here's the pastor of Brooklyn Baptist Church, Clay Collins. Thank you for listening to the broadcast today. Our prayers at the song and sermon will be a help and encouragement to you as you listen. Today on the broadcast, we're going to start with a song by our church choir entitled, It's Still the Blood. Brother Tyler Kirby does a wonderful job singing the verses on this song. Then we're going to go right to the message. And this message is entitled, Getting Closer to Jesus. And we'll take our text from the book of Ruth, the Old Testament book of Ruth. And we're going to look at all four chapters and how we can see that it is a picture of the growth of a Christian life and drawing closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. Get your Bibles open to the book of Ruth. Hear the song by our church choir, and then God's Word preached today on the broadcast. Oh, oh, oh. 
want you to go to the book of Ruth tonight, chapter 1. Uh, what a beautiful picture of salvation uh, that it is to us, all of us. And we look at it, we look at our relationship with Jesus Christ, and I think that's okay. And uh, one writer named the book of Ruth, uh, uh, Romance of Redemption, amen. And I sure am thankful for the book of Ruth. And I want to—I do want to look at it maybe a little bit differently than some may look at it this evening. But God has laid a, a thought on my heart, and uh, I, I don't believe it's uh, coincidental that it's a love story here. And uh, I, But when I look at it, man, it's just a beautiful picture of our relationship uh, between us and Jesus Christ. I believe that's what God intended for it to be. And I'm glad that God is interested in saving souls, amen. And and uh, Ruth was a Gentile, but yet the fact she was a Gentile, that didn't keep Boaz from loving her, amen. And I'm glad the gospel is the power of God into salvation, as the preacher said this morning, to everyone that believe it, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. He could have just said to the Jew, but he said to the Jew first and also the Greek, it's of whosoever will salvation. But I want to preach tonight on this thought of getting close to Boaz. That's my burden tonight. And really I say that in the context of getting close to Jesus. We know that in the context Boaz is a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. Boaz was that kinsman redeemer. He was the only one that could redeem uh, Ruth and Orpah and thank God for that. And so when I look at Boaz I see a great type and picture of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe that's what he is. The name Boaz means quickness or strength and Jesus is our strength. Amen. He is alive. He is quick he is powerful and thank God we know Jesus Christ tonight in the free pardon of sin but I want to look tonight in Ruth chapter 1 I want to begin reading actually in verse 7 uh, and we're actually going to read in all four chapters because the way I want to look at this tonight is looking at these four chapters as four steps of the Christian life I believe that's what God has shown me uh, in reading through it, that there's four steps here. In each chapter, we see almost another level or another degree or another step we can go in the Christian life. Now, I realize tonight it's not about climbing a totem pole. All know that it's not about we're trying to do something fancy and if we do enough good deeds we'll make our way to heaven that's not what I'm saying but what I am saying is this God saved us to grow God saved us to make and mold us more into the image of Jesus Christ his darling son and so since he has saved us we have grown in the things of God or we should and we have advanced and grown closer to Jesus amen and I believe that is what this whole book is a progression of Ruth making her way to the house of Boaz ultimately our Christian life is a process of us making our way to the home one of these days amen it is all a process you come to Ruth chapter 1 you start with Ruth in the middle of Moab way far away from God and everything that relates to God but I'm glad God was interested where she was and got her out of Moab and brought her over into Bethlehem Judah into the house of bread and praise when we find Ruth here we find that she is so to speak a type of a sinner she has lost she is in a place called Moab, a place that the Bible says God called it my wash pot. It is not a place. We preached last Sunday night about Moab and about Eglon, that great king, the fat man that must die. He was the king over the Moabites. They were always enemies of God's people. And so Moab here pictures to us a sin-filled life, but thank God God is interested in reaching to the gutter and pulling us out and saving us to the uttermost. Amen. I'm glad God is still interested in saving sinners. I'm 
I'm glad he came not to the righteous but to sinners amen I'm glad he came not to the righteous but to call them but to call sinners unto repentance amen he to seek and to save that which was lost and that includes me and that includes you can I say tonight we all were lost in our sin and if you're sitting here tonight and you're unsaved you are a lost sinner that is on your way to a devil's hell here's the thing we got to get them lost before we can get them saved amen they got to understand why they need Jesus before they're ever going to look up and call upon the Lord amen Ruth was lost. Ruth was undone. Ruth was living in Moab. Ruth knew nothing of God. Hallelujah. God's interested in us. Amen. Ruth chapter 1 verse number 7. Excuse me. Back up to verse 6. The Bible said then she arose. Talking about Naomi. With her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab. She had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. Wherefore she went forth out of the place where she was and her two daughters-in-law with her and they went on the way to return unto the land of Judah. Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each to, each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you as ye have dealt with the dead and with me. And the Lord grant you that ye may find rest, each of you in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them and they lifted up their voice and wept. They said, her, surely we will return with thee unto thy people. Naomi said, turn again, my daughters. Why, why will ye go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb that they may be your husbands? Turn again, my daughters, go your way. For I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should have a husband also tonight, and should also bear sons. Would you tarry for them till they were grown? Would you stay for them from having husbands? Nay, or no, my daughters, for it grieveth me much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord is gone out against me. And they lifted up their voice and wept again. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her. She said, Behold, thy sister-in-law is gone back unto her people and unto her gods. Notice that. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go, and whither lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God, my God. Notice the capital G in both of those two terms of God. Notice back in verse 15, the lowercase g. We're talking about two different gods. Amen. We're talking about Orpah went back to her little g gods, but Ruth was going to believe in the one and only living God. Verse 17, where thou diest will I die, there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. When she saw, talking about Naomi, that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. We know in this passage, beginning in verse, look in verse 22, so Naomi returned and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law, with her, which returned out of the country of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of barley 
harvest. Let's stop and pray. Father, thank you for this opportunity to stand and preach your word. Lord, I feel like this is what you won't preach tonight. I pray for liberty. I pray for boldness and a backbone and a burden heart to preach tonight what thus saith the Lord. God, help us as a church to draw closer to our heavenly kinsman redeemer who is Jesus Christ. God, help us, Lord, to grow in the things of God, to be committed unto Christ, to be changed by the power of God, to allow you to work in our hearts. And Lord, ultimately, God, we're looking forward to getting home one of these days. Lord, bless the preaching of thy word. Bring back to remembrance what we've studied. Help us in these few moments. May Holy Ghost conviction move up and down every aisle and pew and speak to every person here tonight. And God, may we be burdened to draw a nigh to our Redeemer. And God, for whatever you do, we're going to thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen tonight. Here in Ruth chapter number 1, we understand the story of the book of Ruth as Naomi and her husband Elimelech, they went to Moab during a time of famine. We could categorize chapter 1 as a chapter of wandering and weeping. It is a chapter where they wandered away from the will of God. Ended up down in Moab where we see that the wages of sin is death. Elimelech, her husband, died and also her two sons, Malon and Chilion. We find that Malon and Chilion, before they died, married two women. They married Ruth and they married uh, Orpah. So here is these two ladies uh, in, that, that are that the sons have died. Here is this woman Naomi, the mother-in-law of these two daughter-in-law who all of a sudden they're in Moab and God, show, God speaks so to speak to Naomi and she gets word that there's bread once again in Bethlehem, Judah. We see here that Naomi uh, is deciding to return and to go back to Bethlehem, Judah. Can I say tonight, if you're far away from God, it would be a good night to return unto the Lord and get back to the house of bread and praise. But in the life of Ruth and in the life of Orpah, they are, we can see by the context they know nothing of God. They know nothing of the things of the Lord. They are lost and undone without God but hallelujah God specializes in coming and reaching those old Gentile dogs amen you say preacher what do you mean the scripture calls us as Gentiles nothing but a bunch of dogs amen every once in a while I meet someone new and they'll look at me and they'll say what are you and I say what do you mean they say well you got the dark complexion you've got the dark hair the squinty eyes uh, what are you and I just tell them I'm a mutt that's all I know amen I'm just a mixture of a whatever I don't no. But preacher, what are you saying? When I'm saying, we're nothing but dogs anyway. We're nothing but old Gentiles. We don't deserve to be saved. Listen, America is not God's chosen people. Amen. Listen, uh, Israel was. And they were God's chosen people where God put his name and his temple and his city. But thank God he came into his own and his own received him not but to them that gave him power to become the sons of God. Tonight as we look at the word of God we see in Ruth chapter 1 where Ruth gets saved. We see a picture of salvation in Ruth chapter 1. I believe Naomi uh, shows to us a different viewpoint of salvation. Now hang with me. I want you to understand this. In chapter 1, I want to notice chapter 1 uh, looking at getting close to Boaz is a picture of conversion. It is a picture of someone getting saved. But you may look at chapter 1 and say, Preacher, chapter 1 is different when looking at it through the context of salvation than the way we normally look at it. You would be correct. 
that. But here's the thing I want you to get that God laid on my heart. When I look at Ruth, I don't see it from the viewpoint of faith. I don't see it from the viewpoint of her getting saved, uh, so to speak, from the viewpoint of Jesus or the viewpoint of a preacher. But what I see is that through the viewpoint of the flesh, now you say, preacher, what do you mean? Uh, getting saved in this passage and choosing to go to Bethlehem, Judah, was not the popular thing to do. Choosing to go to Bethlehem, Judah, she was actually literally begged not to go. That sounds like the flesh. Anytime you see someone that is under conviction, their flesh and their pride doesn't want them to get saved. Their flesh and their pride is restraining them. How many times we've saw people who would raise their hand and say, Preacher, I know I'm not saved, but you couldn't pay them enough money to come out of that pew because of pride, because of what people are going to think, because the flesh was uh, trying to tell them, Hey, don't do that. And we see that there is a restraint. There's uh, there, there's some pull. There is a fleshly side to this picture mentioned this evening. It shows us what I believe is the negative and the fleshly viewpoint of salvation. You say, preacher, why do you say that? Naomi pictures to us in this little conversion as the flesh. You say, preacher, why? Because sure desires this whole time in chapter 1, Naomi's desire was fleshly. She wasn't going back to Bethlehem, Judah because she got right with God. She was going back to Bethlehem, Judah because there was bread. That's fleshly. She went down to Moab for a fleshly reason because they had bread down there. And when Moab got to be the, not the newest popular thing, she got to hear and there was bread somewhere else. She said, hey, we're going to return and go back to Bethlehem, Judah because chapter 1 in verse number, uh, verse number 6 tells us that she'd heard that God had visited them, given them bread. So it's a picture of the flesh. The only reason she's going back is a fleshly desire. There are many people that enter into Baptist churches and all kinds of other denominations denominational churches every Sunday and every Wednesday. They're not there to get help. They're not there to hear the preaching of the Word of God. They're there to see what the church can do for them. They're there to see uh, what the church can benefit them. They're not interested in visiting. They're interested in somebody visiting them. They're not interested in paying the tithes. They're interested in somebody paying their power bill. They're not interested in giving to the church. They're interested in what the church can give them. It is a fleshly desire. And many people walk into churches every Sunday every Wednesday and they're not there to get saved they're not there for spiritual reasons they're there for fleshly reasons you may be sitting here tonight for a fleshly reason but I'm glad God can intervene in that amen we see her return was based on bread it was a motive and desire of the flesh but then notice her reasoning her reasoning you say preacher what do you mean she did not want those two daughter-in-laws to go back with her now, you got to understand this. If you had lived in Bethlehem, Judah, you had seen God's blessing on his promised land, so to speak, wouldn't you, as a Christian, want to influence and invite people to come and know the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? You would think, but the flesh doesn't. The fleshly side of Naomi said, hey, your baggage, 
You're just something I've got to put up with. You're baggage. I don't want to deal with you. So just go back to your people. Go back to your gods. Go back to your family. Go back to your land. I'm done putting up with you. I'm bitter in my heart. I'm going back to Bethlehem, Judah, because God has visited them with bread, and there's bitterness in my heart. Don't call me Naomi anymore. Call me Mara, which means bitterness. What we're seeing is the fleshly side of things. Her reasoning for betrayal. Not only her reason, but her refusal. She begins to give all these reasons why they don't need to go back with her. I can't have any more sons. I mean, she gave every excuse in the book. Is that not like our flesh? We need revival. Well, preacher, you know, I've got this going on. Preacher, I've got that going on. Preacher, I've got everything under the sun to do besides coming to revival. Amen? Does that not sound like our flesh? Preacher, you want me to come early? Preacher, you want me to give another day? I'm already giving you Sunday and Wednesday. Preacher, you want me to give? We're already giving tithes. You want me to give to missions? Sounds like the flesh. There's reasonings. There's refusal to do what God wants. Constantly coming up with different excuses. Listen, I've learned. Listen, the devil will supply the excuses. I believe it's the Kingsman used to have a song, Excuses, Excuses. You hear them every day. The devil will supply them. If from church, you'll stay away. Go, go YouTube that song in a little while, amen. It'll help you. Preacher, what you said, her reasonings constantly trying to give excuses and reasonings why these two daughter-in-laws, Orpah and Ruth, did not need to go back with her to Bethlehem, Judah. Your flesh will give you every reason in the world not to get saved. Preacher, what's somebody going to think about me? Preacher, what someone going to say? My wife testified earlier. She was uh, eight, 17 years old when she got saved. She grew up in church. She was singing in about every service just like she does now. She was a singer. She grew up. Her grandfather was a pastor. There was every excuse, no doubt, going through her mind. Just it was your mind that day when God was dealing with your heart. See, Naomi shows to us the fleshly motives and desire. We see the refusal. She did not want her daughter-in-laws to go with her. And God was chastening her. God was dealing with her. We see the remarks in verse 17 that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. We can sense the bitterness in her heart. Can I tell you, many people walk into the local church with bitterness in their heart. In fact, many people that have been saved by the grace of God are sitting on church pews as bitter as they can be. The root of bitterness has sprung up inside of them. They are absolutely miserable because they're so worried about what everybody else is going to say or who has done them wrong and they can't see over those things. That is where Naomi is. She is an excellent picture of the flesh. Unrestraint. We see the remarks of bitterness. We see that she is just ultimately bitter and all of her remarks and all of her refusal and all of her restraint but thank God Ruth did not listen. Thank God Ruth overcome that and Ruth made up her mind. I don't care what you tell me. I don't care what you say. I don't care how harshly you look upon me. And we actually are going to find out in a moment in verse 18 that she played the quiet game. Anybody ever had that immaturity given to them before? Somebody don't talk to you because you didn't do what they wanted you to do? Hallelujah. Amen. Preacher, what are you saying? Look what the Bible said in verse number 16. Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee. Ruth has made up her mind. I'm going with you. 
I don't care what the flesh says. I don't care what my mother-in-law says. I don't care what anybody said. I have made up my mind that I'm going with you to Bethlehem, Judah. Hallelujah. She said, for whither thou goest, I will go. Where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Where thou diest, will I die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. When she saw, to my Naomi, she was steadfast in mind to go with her. Then she left speaking unto her. You know what that tells me? There was a time she wasn't even going to talk to her. There was a time she didn't get her way, so she played the pout game. Amen. Y'all are familiar with that. Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. What I'm getting at, all this is showing us the potential of our flesh. All of this is showing us the potential of the flesh when we get away from God. Amen. Preacher, what are you saying? We notice the return. We notice the reasonings. We notice the refusal. We notice the remarks of bitterness. We notice the restraint, the quiet game. She was even going to play. But here's the thing. There were two women in the balance here, Orpah and Ruth. Orpah made up her mind, you know what, Naomi, the flesh, you're exactly right. I believe I'll go back to my land. I believe I'll go back to my family. I believe I'll go back to my gods. That's the easy pathway. That's the path of least resistance. I'll go start back over, and I'm going back to Moab, and I'm going to find my long-lost family, and I'm going to live for the flesh. Ruth, on the other hand, come to a decision. And Ruth shows us a great picture of salvation. Ruth repents of her sins, so to speak, and turns to Jesus Christ. You say, where do you see repentance in this? In the word turn. You'll see eight times the word return or returned is mentioned in chapter 1. What preacher, what is repentance? It is simply turning and changing directions. It is simply turning from your sin and turning to God. Every one of us that has ever been saved uh, experience and exercise repentance. Whether you made the statement or not, you did repent if you're saved. Preacher, you're to not preach repentance. That's a work-based salvation. No, it's not. That is Bible salvation. Bible salvation says the only way to be saved is to turn from your sin and trusting in self and living for the flesh and turn to God and accept Him by faith. That is Bible salvation. This woman turned away from her land, her family, her leadership, her heritage, her security, her everything, and said, I'm leaving all my comfort zone, and I'm turning, and I'm going to Bethlehem, Judah, with you, Naomi. That is a picture of salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. She said in verse 16, Turn from following after thee, for whither thou goest, I will go. Whether thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Where thou diest, will I die. There will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also if aught but death part thee and me. That sounds like commitment. That sounds like a change. That sounds like I'm starting afresh and anew. I don't care what anybody's got to say. I'm making a commitment this moment that I'm going with you till death do us part. How many of us made that same statement, no doubt, in an old-fashioned altar? But let me call time out and ask you another question. How many of us are living up to what we promised the Lord that day in an old-fashioned altar? Amen. 
How many of us that day have promised God everything, but yet we're like Ananias and Sapphira. We're holding back on God. We're holding back a part of what God, what God has purchased with his own blood. And we're not willing to give God all. We're not willing to come through on those promises we made. Can I tell you something today? There was a commitment made right here. There was a promise to Naomi. There was a promise before God. She said, hey, I'm turning from my little G gods. I'm turning from this world. I'm turning from everything else. I'm going with you come sink or swim we're going down amen but we're going down together hallelujah sound like salvation to me we see the repentance and we see the reception she said thy God my God hallelujah Listen, I believe that's her salvation story. She believed in the God of Bethlehem, Judah. She believed in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. She believed in the God of Moses and the God of Joshua. She believed the God of the book of Judges. She believed in the same God you and I believe in. What I am saying is this. She... Thank you for listening to Leading the Way. We would like to invite you to our services at Brooklyn Baptist Church. Our Sunday school is at 9.45 a.m., morning worship at 10.45 a.m., and our evening worship is at 6 p.m. Wednesday night worship is at 7 p.m. The church is located at 8449 Paris Bridge Road in Chesney, South Carolina. If you would like to correspond with us, please do so by writing to this address. If you would like more information about our church or to watch one of our services live, please visit our Facebook page, Brooklyn Baptist of Chesney or our website brooklynbaptistchurch.com Thank you for listening and we hope you have a blessed day.